Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I am so excited to share episode number 65 of our podcast with you. Today, you're going to hear from my friend Jay Jones. Jay is currently the offensive coordinator at Coppell High School here in the Dallas, Texas area. He and his wife, Stephanie, have been married 21 years. They have two kids, Trinity and Jagger. Jay is also very involved in an organization called Texas Sports Reach. You're going to hear a good bit about that in this episode where they take the game of softball into prisons is a tool to share the gospel. But most of all, Jay is an incredible man of God, incredible man of character, a phenomenal leader. So without further delay, let's jump right into it. Thanks for joining me today, Jay. Absolutely. I'm excited. You bet. So I always like to start these off with a little background information so listeners know who you are. So talk about you know, where you grew up, your family growing up, and maybe your family today. Okay. Um, I grew up in Allen. Uh, I guess we moved there when I was like in first grade. And so we grew up in Allen and I have, um, I have three siblings. I have a a twin brother. Uh, yeah, we're identical twins. And then I have a sister that's a little younger than I have a younger brother that is a lot younger than I am. So, um, so yeah, I didn't realize you were a twin. I am. And married now. What about your family today? Yes. So today I've got, uh, my wife Stephanie, we've been married for over 20 years. We're going on 21, and um, now I've got we got two kids, Trinity, which is 17. She's a, a junior here at Capel, and then my son Jagger, he's 13. So yeah, they're they're getting older. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Fun it's crazy. Titles, it's right? crazy how fast they grow up. It's, <laughs> it's insane. And we'll talk about sports and faith. And absolutely, this. let's go ahead and jump to faith. If okay, you don't mind so. Did you grow up in a family of faith, and then at what point in your journey did you realize, you know what, I need a relationship with Jesus? Absolutely. Well, yeah, I did grow up in a family of faith. You know, we went to church all the time, and and growing up, I always thought I had to get right first, mm-hmm. and before I came to, to to God, and so you know, I decided at at eighteen before I went to college, I wanted to be baptized. I knew who Jesus was. I knew what He did for me, and so I, I was baptized when I was eighteen. Um, but it wasn't till 2001 when I truly just surrendered my life to him mm. and just, and that was a deal where, um, you know, we, you know, I grew up playing sports and, and so one thing that we started playing, I guess when we were about 17 was softball, me and my dad and my twin, we would always play together and we weren't always the, the nicest people on the field to each <laughs> other. You know, there yeah. were several times we'd come off cussing each other and stuff like that and, uh, I saw a change in my brother, and it was a deal where it wasn't like when I'd start cussing in the outfield, he's like, bro, don't cuss. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was very – it wasn't like demeaning or mm-hmm. judgmental. It was just, bro, don't cuss. And so I remember June of 2001, uh, it was the first time I had heard, heard a testimony. And I know it sounds crazy growing up in, in church, but that's the first time I've ever heard one. Wow. And my brother said, you know, you don't have to get right with God. You know, he wants you just the way you are, and he's going to help you get right. And I remember um, – you know, driving home, turning the radio off and just crying. I said, Father, I don't want to do this by myself anymore. Mm. I don't want to, I don't want to be in control, you know? And so I surrendered my life and man, it was, it was, it's been amazing ever since. And and the thing is, is, and I tell people all the time, just because you surrender your life doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It's right. still going to be hard, Absolutely. you know, but God's going to give you the strength to get through it. And Absolutely. so, and there's more to it that, that if, if I have time, I'll talk about too, yeah. about my kids. Yeah, and I just think it's just a reminder of the power of a t- 
have a testimony that we all have a story. Absolutely. And we need to tell the story. Absolutely. And, and you know, and that kind of leads into Sports Reach, which is the prison ministry mm-hmm. team I'm on. And, you know, we've been playing with that since 2001. And, you know, um, you know, going in, you know, not really knowing what to expect. You know, we, you know, I heard some guys' testimonies that were like, I mean, a powerful talking about you know how they they've overcome drugs and and all this stuff and I'm like man no one wants to hear my testimony mine's not a, a, an earth shattering testimony right. but man it's every testimony is 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 powerful and, right. and every kid every those all those those inmates and stuff that we talk to you know they they all respond to them you know because everybody you know you don't know where they are in their life and it may be yours is more like what they had to go through and so it was it's 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 a pretty awesome deal. I know we had kind of outline. I'd put that. Yeah, I'm farther. sorry. I no, kind no, of skipped no. through. No, that's fine. So, not you. I mean, what does that look like? You go into the prisons and play softball. Yes, and so right? we're we're Texas Sports Reach. We're a nonprofit organization, um, and so we are. Uh, we go in, and you know what? What really gets us into the prisons are is the is the softball, mm-hmm. and then you know we use that as as our platform to share testimonies and we give invitations you know typically we'll play a game and and then you know we'll have a couple guys get up and share and then give a you know invitation and then we'll play some more and so you know when we first started we were pretty young you know we were 25 26 years old wow. so we could play a whole lot of games now we're getting a little <laughs> bit older the, the the average age of the whole team has gotten a whole lot older so so we need some more young guys so it's uh we're always trying to recruit Young, young, young softball Younger players. And, play. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> is it just in Texas? It's not. We go. You know, we're 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 based out of Texas. Right. It's Texas sports reach, but we go Louisiana, Oklahoma. Uh, we go to Colorado on our mission trip. We've been to Kansas. We've been to Washington State. I mean, so we've been kind of all over, uh, and it's it's an awesome deal. I mean, we've been doing it for a long time. Wow! So it's been it's been a blessing. That is huge. Yeah, it's it's I a lot of fun. Play softball anymore? I'll it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Walk All I do is I I hit it and run to first and let somebody else run for me. Now. So it's good. That's so good. <laughs> that is good. And and now you're career wise, you're into coaching. So yes, talk about that journey of um, going from being a player to deciding I want to pursue a career in coaching. Okay, so like I said, I went to Allen High School mm-hmm. and then um, had the chance to go play at South Houston, Oklahoma, and so it was. Uh, you know, it was a great opportunity, and so I went up there. And you know, at a at a pretty young age, though, like at, you know, probably a freshman or sophomore in college, I, I knew I wanted to coach. You know, that's something that you know, coaches in my life. I've had some amazing coaches in my life that have that have impacted me, and so, um, you know, those guys really had an impact, and I wanted to mm-hmm. to have that impact as well. And I, and I love the game of football and love coaching, and so. You know, really at a young age, I knew I, that's what I really wanted to do. So where all of you coached? Um, I started in 99. Uh, I started my first six years in Van Alstine, which is a little small school mm-hmm. right up 75, uh, right just north of McKinney. Mm-hmm. And then I was there for six years. And then from there, I went to Wiley High, and I was there from 2006 to 2009. And that was that was an awesome time. I mean, those, you know, and that's the thing is all the places I've been, we, I've been blessed. But, mm-hmm. you know, at Wiley High in 2008, we played for the state championship game uh, against Katie. We, oh, wow. we, we were 5A. And so, and then I had the opportunity to come to Coppell the first time as a, as a assistant head coach, as a, as a coordinator title. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. And, man, I learned so much, you know, just from 
you know, I was an offensive line coach the first year, and then I went to receivers, and it just opened my eyes to a whole new different part of the game that you don't get to see when you're coaching O line. And then um, had the opportunity to go to Wiley East, go back to Wiley ISD, but go back to Wiley East as the offensive coordinator. And I was the offensive coordinator there for three years, and then again had the had the chance to come back here to Cobell <laughs> as the offensive coordinator, and you know, working with Mike. You know, our head coach Mike DeWitt, and me and him are really are, we're best friends, and we've been best friends since since high school. And so, um, having the opportunity to come back and work with him is, was a, was a great opportunity. And I've had a couple guests on that mention the influence of uh, Coach DeWitt in their life, and I will say, give a kind of give a shout out to if you're listening, go back to episode three. He was one of the first ones I talked absolutely to on here. So I didn't give you this question ahead of time okay but, but oh you're you, good but you brought him up so what is it like coaching with somebody that you've been best friends with since like eighth it, grade it, it's it's fun most of the time most Some, of the sometimes time, right. it's kind of hard <laughs> just because i mean we are so close you yeah. know and it's it's a different you know there's a different dynamic between me and him than probably everybody else just because we've you know we've been best friends forever yeah. and so sometimes we'll get at each other and it's it's just kind of part of it, and so, but it's been really good. Almost like coaching with a sibling, right? Yes, it is. It is You're exactly. <laughs> Love right. each other deep my, down. Yes, my my kids call him Uncle Mike, and so yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's he's been he's been a part of us for a long time. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, Capel, um, not the probably not the easiest place to coach. Six A here yes, in Texas, where it's big. So talk about your position now and any pressures associated with okay maybe even if it's not just Coppell, but just 6a football in texas absolutely well and i'm the i'm the offensive coordinator i don't right now uh since this last year i don't have a position to coach anymore i'm just the offensive coordinator and so i mean i i'm everywhere now so i you know uh, i coach quarterbacks really since i guess uh 2013 i guess i've coached quarterbacks but you know my my base is offensive line uh, but I've coached receivers, you know, and I've, so I've coached really everything on the offensive side of the ball. So right now I get a I get to just float, um, you know. But six A football, especially in the DFW area, man, it's it's tough, and it's it's every week, you know. It doesn't matter who how, what their records are, uh, they're going to have athletes and they're going to have kids that are really good. So you got to come out and play every day, and so you know, and it's 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 a it's a grueling time during football season, which I love. I mean, I love it, and I love the you know the the aspect of of you know basically playing chess you know mm-hmm. on a Friday night with you know against the the, the defense coordinator for the other team and so it's fun when it's going well it's not as fun when it's not going well. it's not, sometimes it's a very lonely place when it's uh when you're uh when you're struggling a little well, bit bad. so yeah. yeah I can only imagine so just from an athletic standpoint mm-hmm. in your coaching journey didn't have to be here in Coppell anywhere is there an athlete or two that just from an athletic Pure athleticism that really stands out. Uh, yeah, there's a few. There's and and not just for that reason, um, but you know I've got a kid that you know I still talk to all the time. His name is Braden Shoemake. He's he was my played receiver for us as a sophomore, and then he was a quarterback uh, for me at Wiley East. And uh, he's he's now the starting shortstop for A and M, and is you know been All American, and he's he's a junior this year, and he's just athletically he may be one of the most talented kids i've ever been around wow. could start it started at basketball started in football started in baseball so probably one of the most athletic kids i've ever been around what about um an athlete you don't have to name names but mm-hmm. that maybe you've seen god use you in their life you know there's there's a couple you know there's um 
Well, I'll, I'll share a story with it. So oh, yeah. in 2008, uh, I was coaching offensive line at Wiley, and um, man, it, it was, and it really probably started in 2007. You know, about th- there was a movement at Wiley, you know, at, with the football team of a, a God movement, mm. and, and you know, I remember going my first year there. Man, I would pray every day. You know, Father, let me be a light. You know, mm. and so we started. You know, talking to coaches and just started trying to share with kids and uh, Coach Howard and I, you know, spent a lot of time talking and we're like, he's like, hey, let's start a Bible study. Mm. And so we would do a Bible study on Wednesday mornings and start doing things. Well, the season rolls around, 2008 season rolls around and um, we are playing Hebron the first game of the season. We're down like 14 early. We we end up coming back and winning, but at halftime, one of my offensive linemen, because I would always do like keys to the game and then give a verse. And I remember just talking to him about, you know, using God's power and, and using his strength and not, not our own, you know. And um, I, one of my kids was, one of my linemen kind of got banged up at halftime. And I was like, hey, you can't do this on your own anymore. You got you to gotta use God's strength and you yeah. got you to gotta trust in him. And so we come back and win the game. And it's, it's everybody's all excited and um, – he comes to me and he's crying. I'm like, "You all right?" And he's like, uh, "Coach, I, I accepted Christ at halftime." Whoa! And so, man, it was a and it started. And so we, me and him, started meeting, and then another kid uh, started meeting with us. And man, it was just. Uh, and that was the year we went to state. And so, you know, I, I was able to to go to First Baptist Wiley and and share the whole story of that season. So. You know, it was that that season was a God thing. It really was. I mean, it was. You know, we weren't the most talented, but those kids bought into what we were doing and played extremely hard. And and we we talked about giving God the glory the whole time. And then and that's just what. I mean, it was a it was an amazing season. Wow, see, and that's so, stories that people don't really. Yeah, they don't ever get to hear. Yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, it was it was it was crazy. I mean, that's it was cool. awesome. That's very cool. So, what about? Um, I like to ask coaches, yeah. um, greatest memory or accomplishment so far. You know, I think that was probably it. The win, you know, 2008, the whole season, because it wasn't just the state championship run, it, and, and we didn't win it, we lost. But, you know, it was it was seeing how God was moving in everything we did. And mm-hmm. it was it was a thing where it was, it was everywhere. I mean, it was with coaches. You could see coaches changing. You saw kids change, and you saw just – Everybody just kind of got on board, and it was just it was it was truly a God thing. That was probably the most. That's probably the coolest feeling of something like that, and you know the the feelings of when you get kids that that call you up when you hadn't talked to them in a long time, say, "Hey, coach, I'm just thinking about you. And I really appreciate all wow. you did." And so, you know, those are those are probably the most rewarding and the things I remember the most. Now, what about um, maybe greatest challenge or disappointment so far? Well, there's there's a lot of like <laughs> challenges and disappointments, you know. Um, to say that you know that there's three games that really, I guess, three games that stick out in my mind that really are the the, the ones that I that I think, oh man, that got away. You know, in 2001, there was you know we uh, I was in Van Austin, my third year coaching, and now and, and that's the crazy thing is it was a God thing too in that one because. We had just got a new head coach. That's when I just surrendered my life. And man, he was a, a truly godly man and he brought other guys in there and we started coaches outreach and I mean it was like it was an awesome deal. But we played for it then too. It was two A. But it mm-hmm. was it was and so um that one haunts me because we just didn't do play work very well and, and we we worked extremely hard to get there and just didn't play very well. Then the two thousand eight 
you know, getting beat by Katie, and Katie's great. Don't get oh, me yeah, wrong, absolutely. but. But, you know, we were really good, and we just didn't play very well. You know, we, we played okay, but we just didn't score. And then 2010 season when I was here at Coppell getting beat by Trinity, those games, those just little things that in that game, like there's like two or three plays in each game that was the, that turned the tide. And that's what, that's the, those are the, the biggest disappointments. I think if you talk to people in Coppell, that game is still kind of. Oh, absolutely! It's still yeah. It's still it still stings. Like yeah. I don't I don't like watching it. I've only watched like once yeah. since then. So yeah, it's it's crazy. I can't imagine. So you've talked about your wife and, mm-hmm. and and two kids, kids teenagers. So and the grind of coaching. Yes, I mean it's here. It is a grind, especially in Texas and in football season. Yes. It's, it's like no other. So how do you balance that? The demands of your job with being a husband and a dad. Well, to me, it's it's you know first of all you know it's my wife. Yeah. You know my wife keeps us going. You know she's Stephanie. She's uh, there's no way I could do it without her. You know because she's you know we live in McKinney, um, and so Trinity. If she doesn't ride with me, Stephanie has to bring her. Oh wow! And then my son right now goes to Curtis Middle School in Allen. And so she has to balance both and, and going back and forth. And so she's she's amazing. And so she's the one that makes us roll. You know, as much as I want to say it's me, it's not me at all. <laughs> she, make, she makes it my job easier because of how good she is. And yeah. so uh, I, I couldn't do it without her. But it's, it's hard. You know, it's trying to be intentional. You know, I do love, you know, our drive homes with, with Trinity. I get to spend time with her. Mm-hmm. And then Jagger, you know, he's... You know, we get to just try to be intentional when you're at the house, spending time with him and doing things that he wants to do. And so I know from a Coppell resident and been attending games for 10 or 12 years. Yeah. Seeing your kids when they were younger, always oh, there to even now. Absolutely. Now. Trinity at 17 yeah. and Jagger at 13, still very involved. They are. They are. And they love it. They love yeah. Coppell football. I mean, it's it's fun. It's that's, really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So a question about the role of sports and culture. Okay. Um Sports is one of the few ways, I think, mm-hmm. that can bring people together, no matter race, socioeconomic status, political, whatever, religion, because everything divides us these days. And it seems like we're more divided now than ever. So Absolutely. how have you seen in your involvement in athletics, um, sports kind of tear down some walls and bring people well, together? Well, I think that it, it takes, you know, sports, it doesn't doesn't matter where you're from or what you look like or, or how much money your parents own. It's, it's about competing, mm-hmm. and it's about – doing your absolute best and so for me you know it is it's a great platform to to show that it doesn't matter everybody can compete everybody can contribute you know especially in the game of football is i think it's special Mm -hmm. in the fact of you know i think it's one of the only sports designed where not everybody's supposed to touch it Mm. you know the linemen aren't supposed to touch it every other sports you everybody's supposed to touch the ball but football isn't and so it shows that it takes everybody and so it takes you know the other thing about football is it takes every size shape speed everybody can play it and it's not easy but you know it's 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 designed for for everyone to be able to play and you learn how to work and grind together and you know come together as a team that's good. I'd not. You're the first person that's brought up that about football being mm-hmm. the only sport that everybody's not designed to touch. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't thought about that. That's yeah. good. So, this is always a fun question. Okay. Um, a lot of listeners are. We have a lot of student athletes and coaches that listen, mm-hmm. and you know, you're in the public schools here in Texas. Not the easiest place to 
Um, be bold in your faith. Absolutely. Um, without some resistance. So what advice or encouragement would you offer an athlete or a coach that is a believer but just struggling to, to live it out and wants to use their platform? A- absolutely. And I think the, the key is is living it. Mm. You know, a lot of people can talk it, and, and sometimes it's hard in, in – in, you know, in public schools, it's hard to just be bold about it and talk about it, but you can live it mm-hmm. and let them see, let them see the love of Jesus and the light of Jesus from your actions. Not, you don't have to say it. And now, now there, and, and what happens is if you're doing that, if, if you're living and you're, you're trying to show the light, you know, like, like I said, you know, that was something that I, and I pray now, Father, let me be a light mm-hmm. for you. If you're that light, you're going to have those opportunities that come up to where you can talk, you know? But you have, you know, the first thing is, is, you know, you got to live it. You know, something that, that we talk about all the time in sports reach is that, you know, um, your action speaks so loud they can't hear a word you're saying. Mm. So, so right there, just, you know, show the love of Jesus, you know, uh, live it out and, and you'll have those opportunities come up and they'll know, people will know, you know, people know you're different. You know, I, I, I feel like, and I and I hope and pray. You know, my prayer is that that people know that they 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 see the difference in me. They yeah, see absolutely. that there's something different, and that's that's the that's the love of Jesus. You know, that's Jesus. You know, surrendering my life to Jesus and living for Him. Because when those difficult time comes, whether it's injury or dealing with something at home, they're gonna come to absolutely people they feel like are trustworthy and. And yeah, and, and, and if you're genuine, and and people know it, and people will know you gen, you're genuine about it, and and. The, the, that's when you'll get presented those opportunities to just say, hey, you know what? You know, Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Jesus wants a relationship, and you may have a chance to share. That's good. So a lot of people have a favorite scripture or a life mm-hmm. verse. Is there one that you have, or maybe it's there's, one that God's shown you recently yeah. that you should share? You know, there's there's quite a few. Um, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 has always stuck out for me, mm-hmm. but it's really long, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's, like, really long, but I, that's the one I, like— I've, I've, that's the one's always kind of stuck mm-hmm. in my head, you know. Just, you know, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Let us throw off everything that that entangles mm-hmm. and and run with perseverance, race marker, and, and fix your eyes on Jesus. Basically, you know, and that one's always stuck out to me. Is fix my eyes on Jesus. If I can fix my eyes on Jesus, everything else will be fine. Um, but you know, the other one is is Colossians three seventeen. And it's and whatever you do in word or deed, do it everything to the name of Jesus, Lord Jesus, giving thanks to Him through God the Father. And so, to me, you know, focusing on doing things for Him because it's you know that's that's our motto for Sports Reach is for Him. That's mm-hmm. what we always break it out to, and so that's something that we've always. And so, to me, it's you know everything you do for Him, and sometimes it's tough, and it's not and. Trust me, by no means am I perfect. You know, I'm a, I'm a sinner and I sin every day. And the reality is, I deserve hell. But through the grace of Jesus, and is is I'm not getting it. That's good. So, yeah, it's funny you mentioned Colossians three seven things. I usually throw that out there in the last question. Yeah, okay. Kind of the yeah, verse that we used kind of as our foundational. We came up with the name All In Sports Outreach. Absolutely. Uh, long story short, we had done a, a camp down in Belize, and our theme was All In, and that was uh-huh. the verse. We're like, hey. We like all in. So, let's just, and so that's kind of our verse. And with the idea Absolutely. that, you know, talking to kids, no matter what you do, it says word or deed. So whether mm-hmm. you're thinking it, saying it, doing it. Yeah. 
you know, you're doing you're doing it for him. So this first two words, all in, is something that is all over sports. I mean, mm-hmm. Clemson's got on the chin strap. I interviewed a, a, a women's basketball coach a couple weeks ago. She had a shirt on and had all in. Uh-huh. But also, I mean, the Bible is clear. Jesus is very clear that to follow him, he wants us to be all in. So what does that look like for you in your daily walk? What does it mean for you to be all in? To me, is just constantly seeking him and and knowing that I'm not going to be perfect. And, and I think that's where a lot of people struggle is where, oh, well, I did this. and I, You know, I'm not perfect and I can't. That's not what God wants. God's not expecting perfection because he knows it can't be reached. Mm. You know, our, our goal is to be more like Jesus every day. And, and that's, that's my prayer is that I, I become more like Jesus every day, knowing that I'm not going to, I'm never going to be perfect. You know, but that's our goal. That's, that's our, you know, to me. You know, Jesus came to die for our sins, but also set an example for us the way to live. And so we need to look at him on how we're supposed to live our lives. And we're supposed to be, try to become imitators of Christ as much as we can, but knowing that perfection is not attainable. You know, but it's still knowing that no matter what happens, God, he's still got me. You know, and that's that's the piece that I feel like, you know, people miss out on is that, you know, I know for a fact, because I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, that my last breath on earth precede my first breath in heaven. Mm. And that's that's powerful, you know, and there's a peace to it. And there's something that about that to where, you know, maybe things aren't going well today. It's okay because God's got me, mm-hmm. you know, and at the end of the day, I know where I'm going. It's all about daily perspective. That's exactly that's right. That's exactly right. Man, I appreciate it. Thanks for being um, available. I know it's a busy time to come and share your story. And For sure. It's my pleasure. I love it. I love it. Thank you to Jay for taking time of his busy schedule to, to join us and to share his story. I hope you were encouraged. I know I am encouraged anytime I have a conversation with Jay, not just sitting down and recording this podcast, but just over the years getting to know him. Um, through his role here in Coppell and just understanding who he is and his desire in life is bigger than being a football coach. It's, it's making Christ known. And that's been very evident in his testimony where he talked about um, the one offensive lineman at halftime of a big game decides to surrender his life to Christ at halftime. When coaches are making adjustments to the game plan, you have a young man that surrenders his life to Christ during a football game. Powerful. Um, also, his passion for Texas sport re- sports reach and taking softball into the prisons, not just to play the game of softball, but softball is a way to get in the door for them to share their testimonies. Just another way to show us that you and I, we everybody's got a story. Each one of us has a story to tell. And it's, and it's told not just in special circumstances like a podcast or going into a prison or going on a mission trip. It's told every day about how we live. Jay talked about that. It's constantly seeking him. But every day, don't expect perfection, but strive to be like Jesus. And that our actions to speak so loud that they can't hear you. And I can tell you that Jay is a living example of his actions every day. Speak loud. So I would encourage you to think about that, apply it to your, to your life. I know I have. I've written that down, and since we recorded this a few weeks ago, I've, I've gone back and reviewed that several times and kind of done an internal review of my own life. So, 
So if you've been encouraged by this, I would encourage you to take this episode and share it with a family member, share it with a friend. There's somebody that needs to hear this. And as we always say, we love to hear from you. Um, You can go to our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org, or find us on Facebook, All In Sports Outreach. You can send us a message. You can find out who we are, why we do what we do, opportunities to, to pray for us, to serve with us, to give. I'd also ask you, if you're not a current subscriber to the podcast, to go whatever podcasting platform you use and just click the button subscribe. So you will get all the previous episodes and then all future episodes will automatically download. So you can keep up to date and, and, and hear these new episodes, these new stories that we try to share with you. And again, it's just a reminder that you have a story and I have a story. It's not just these coaches, these athletes that we, that we sit down and talk to. We share these stories to encourage you and me to continue following Christ, continuing to seek Him and telling our stories. Thank you again for your encouragement, your support, and your prayers. And until next time.